Like other respiratory illnesses, COVID-19 can cause lasting lung damage. We're slowly starting to understand more about the disease and why it's so important to keep your lungs healthy in this new COVID world. We'll be talking about it today with Dr. Fasil Khan, the medical director of the Interventional Pulmonary Clinic at Franciscan Health at the Indianapolis campus. I'm Prakash Chandran, and this special COVID-19 podcast is brought to you by Franciscan Health and was recorded on June 9th, 2020. So Dr. Khan, great to have you here today. Um, let's talk about the lungs. Why exactly is it so important to be lung healthy, especially now? So uh, Prakash, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, so yes, in regards to lung, uh, with this COVID-19 situation, uh, the lung health has taken a center stage. And traditionally, when we talk about uh, staying healthy, lung is not the first organ that comes to mind. But having said that, one has to recognize that lung is the only organ system that is directly exposed to the environment. And normally, we have defense systems in the lung which uh, protect us against air pollution and some germs and keep them at bay. But those systems have some limitations. And uh, this is becoming more forefront with the COVID-19 situation. So it's very important to prioritize the lung health not only to protect our lungs, but we have to also recognize that a diseased lung also directly or indirectly affects other organ systems in the body like heart and bone and actually more psychological issues like depression. So there's a whole host of other indirect and direct effects if your lungs are not healthy. It's very important to keep a, a good check on your status of your lungs. Yeah, and so when we talk about prioritizing the lung health, what are some ways to get lung healthy? So the fundamental concept we have to recognize is that lungs are primarily designed to exchange air. So they're not meant for anything other uh, that can be inhaled in them. So in that regard, what we have to uh, make sure is few common sense things. One is... uh, uh, smoking is a big factor. Uh, if you're a smoker, start thinking about ways and seeking out avenues to uh, cut down and quit smoking. If you're not a smoker, then uh, don't even think of smoking. And in this day and age, one of the another potential challenge we are facing is the vaping issue. So that goes hand in hand with uh, smoking as well. Uh, there's a myth out there that vaping might be beneficial or not as harmful. Uh, and that's not true. Uh, there's no safe form of smoking. Uh, so things like hookah or cigars, they're not any better than regular cigarettes. Uh, so again, in general, uh, bottom line is uh, smoking is not good for uh, lung health. And that's one of the major driver of lung disease in the society. Having said that, there are other things we can focus on. <clears throat> one is uh, the quality of air we are breathing. So uh, a general cognition of indoor pollutants, so making sure that our uh, ventilator systems in the homes and workplace are uh, well maintained, and if there's any concern about air quality, then we should be uh, getting that checked. Same is true with the uh, occupational exposures. If you're in certain occupations where there's a lot of uh, air pollution or dust, then uh, following standard protective guidelines uh, to wear masks and other protective equipments to avoid inhaling those uh, chemicals uh, is very vital. 
Uh, same is true with if you have any underlying lung disease like asthma, then being cognizant of uh, the air quality, especially in uh, summers when there are no zone days uh, and the air quality is bad, then uh, don't go out as much because that can aggravate the lung disease. Uh, then the other things we can do to help lung is uh, uh, preventing infection. So COVID-19, uh, a good example of that, that when we have an epidemic like this, then making sure we are doing uh, uh, proper health uh, maintenance things like uh, hand washing, wearing masks, uh, avoiding exposure unnecessarily to high-risk population, and then uh, also making sure that we are immunized against uh, pathogens where we have immunization available. So up to date on influenza vaccine, up to date on pneumonia vaccine. And those are the questions we should be asking our healthcare providers when we go and see them for routine care, that whether I should be getting this vaccine or not. So that's another way of uh, helping your lungs. And the last but not least is uh, uh, exercise. Uh, we don't correlate exercise with lung health as much, but exercise has its, has its benefits, uh, not only in directly making our lungs more efficient in oxygen exchange, but also improving the coordination of lungs with the uh, other organ systems like heart to make the whole cardiovascular respiratory system more efficient. Uh, it also adds to the strength of the respiratory muscles, which help us move the ribcage. So and, and that, in uh, in a way, also helps improve our stamina and overall lung health. So, uh, and then the last I would want to mention is uh, the regular checkups. If you have any symptoms related to your lungs and they're not going away, seek out medical assistance. Right. So, uh, and when you say that regular checkup, like if you have, I'm assuming, some sort of chronic cough or if you have been a smoker for a while, there are ways that you can get it checked to make sure that you are as healthy as possible. Is that correct? Yes. So, there, the the fact is that the uh, different lung diseases uh, manifest as very common uh, symptoms. So the symptoms are not specific, but they can be a sign of something minor or major. So things like persistent cough that is not going away for months, uh, symptoms like shortness of breath, which is new and gradually getting worse, uh, symptoms like coughing up even small amount of blood that is happening off and on, uh, and uh, swelling in your legs. So chest pain, chest tightness. So if those are the symptoms you're feeling, uh, and they're not going away after a few days, then I think that is a sign that you should be seeking out because they can be a sign of something more serious happening. So I want to get into some of the more common lung issues that you see. Can you maybe talk a little bit about them? So the common lung problems, which are actually slightly on the rise, are uh, COPD or commonly known as uh, sometimes emphysema or chronic bronchitis. Uh, then you have asthma. Uh, there's a common myth that asthma typically happens only in younger age. No, there is also a significant proportion of asthma happening in later in life without any history in the past. And then lung cancer uh, incidence is also on the rise, uh, not only in the smoking population, but non-smoking population, as well as non-smoking women. Uh, we don't understand the full reasoning behind that, but that's a, a demographic that is gradually on the rise as well. 
So I can go into details of each of these disease process uh, if you would like. Yeah, uh, why, why don't we dig into it a little bit just so our audience can understand um, what they should expect uh, with each one. So in COPD, uh, COPD is primarily because of history of uh, previous smoking or active smoking uh, and can also happen due to certain occupational exposures and very rarely it can happen if someone is born with a certain genetic defect. Having said that, the common symptoms of COPD typically present after the age of 40, 45, and usually it's a slow onset with shortness of breath, sometimes mild cough. And as time progresses, uh, those symptoms get more aggravated. Uh, one starts to feel more shortness of breath with exertion, uh, more cough with productivity of phlegm. Uh, sometimes it also causes some chest discomfort uh, on severe exercise. Uh, and sometimes dizziness if the oxygen stays, uh, is staying low, uh, disturbance in sleep. Uh, so those are the general uh, symptoms, and they keep on gradually getting worse with time. Uh, there's also risk of having more frequent pneumonias or flare-ups, during, especially during winter uh, months. So that being said, uh, in regards to uh, asthma, and now asthma symptoms can also mimic uh, COPD or emphysema symptoms, but what asthma is is basically uh, sensitivity to something in the environment. So typically you'll have symptoms of cough, shortness of breath, chest tightness, sometimes wheezing, but there is usually a relationship to, uh, or a history of certain exposure precipitating those symptoms. So that can be, exposure to certain season like uh, allergens or pollen on, uh, or some indoor stuff like perfumes and cleaning agents. And some people do just have a trigger with asthma, uh, I'm sorry, with exercise that they are not sensitive to anything else. But when they start workout, they start having chest tightness and wheezing and shortness of breath uh, five to 10 minutes into the exercise. So those are all signs of uh, uh, asthma. Now, asthma is primarily a disorder of your air tubes uh, that go into the lung, so they get more inflamed, tighter in uh, their uh, diameter, and that's, that makes it hard for the airflow to go in and out. Uh, in regards to lung cancer, uh, lung cancer typically, again, majority of the time, the risk factor is history of smoking, usually average smoking of one pack a day for more than 30 years. Uh, that's a high-risk population. But it also runs in the family. There can be other environmental agents like radon exposure over many years can cause that, especially in Midwest here. And again, the symptoms of lung cancer can be very nonspecific. Chronic cough, weight loss, sometimes off and, off, uh, off and on coughing up blood, uh, shortness of breath getting worse, chest pressure, uh, uh, and uh, th those are the again very non-specific symptoms. But if the symptoms are lingering, then that is some uh, that's where you go in and uh, get yourself checked. Uh, luckily, with the lung cancer now, there is uh, some hope with the screening uh, available for high-risk population. Uh, in uh, where screening is available for the, uh, a certain subset of people who are considered high risk. Okay. And so you mentioned COPD, you mentioned asthma and lung cancer. Uh, I'd like to move to the diagnostic tools or the treatment options that are available for each one, if you can speak to that a little bit. 
So for COPD, uh, uh, the main diagnostic uh, tools are, uh, of course, uh, when when someone sees a clinician, they will go over through the basic history and uh, kind of figure out whether there are risk factors that are uh, present in the history for COPD. But for a, from a patient's experience standpoint, uh, the first test that is typically done is what we call a pulmonary function test uh, or a PFT. Uh, and that gives an idea of uh, the airflow in the lung, the lung capacity in general, and the efficiency of the lung in terms of transporting oxygen across from lung into the blood. And based on those numbers, we can have a pretty decent idea whether this is falling into COPD, chronic bronchitis category, or some other disease process. Uh, chest X-ray or a CT scan of the chest is also sometimes done if there's any question in the clinician's mind to further uh, investigate and there are certain classical changes on those imaging that uh, that can swing the opinion one way or the other whether this is looking like COPD or not. In terms of asthma, again, uh, history and physical uh, uh, examination is very important. Uh, clues in the history in regards to environmental sensitivities and all that. And then again, the first step uh, is also to do a pulmonary function test and see the pattern of airflow uh, on those tests to kind of uh, figure out whether this is more mimicking asthma or not. One thing in the asthma is typically people who have asthma, when you do a breathing test and then you repeat a breathing test after giving them a bronchodilator or a medicine which dilates your airways, you see a significant response in the, uh, in the uh, airflow in terms of improvement. Uh, there are other tests uh, which are more sophisticated to further pin, uh, pinpoint what type of asthma this could be, uh, uh, but not the forum to, to discuss this, but that's the basic test uh, where people start from. Uh, then uh, for lung cancer, uh, if, again, the, the basic workup is if there is suspicion on history and physical that, that there could be lung cancer, then a CT scan of the chest is the first go-to test to look at the lung itself and the airway itself uh, and the physical architecture of those uh, organs. So uh, those are the basic workups uh, for the most common disease processes we have discussed. Got it. And so just as we close here, I want to bring this back to the world that we're living in now with COVID-19. You know, we hear that some of the most common symptoms that someone might experience if they have it is that shortness of breath and uh, that dry cough. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how that is correlated to the lung health? Yeah. So if someone has shortness of breath and chronic cough, that is typically a sign of some disease process in the lung. And typically, these symptoms are a result of inflammation uh, in the lung. Now, there are different disease processes, as we discussed, that cause inflammation, uh, either directly or, or indirectly. Or these could be also signs of some sort of irritation in the airways or the lung, uh, like in case of lung cancer. Having said that, in the context of COVID-19, uh, it is our experience, and it's been well reported, that if you already have a disease condition which is causing inflammation on the lungs and you acquire uh, COVID-19 or any other viral infection for that matter, your uh, chances of getting more complicated is higher and the recovery uh, chances uh, uh, can be either prolonged or delayed 
or uh, on the lower end compared to someone who has healthy lungs. So it's very important that these symptoms uh, like chronic cough, shortness of breath, phlegm production, if they are uh, there, as they have been there for a long time, that those not to be ignored because they can be a sign of some inflammatory condition in the lung, like COPD or asthma. And uh, we want to make sure that we are taking care of those symptoms and doing our utmost to keep the inflammation down in the lung. That in case you end up acquiring any viral infection, like influenza or COVID 19, then you are at the at a position where you stand the best chance of fighting that infection uh, uh, at that point. Absolutely, and you know it's to the point that you brought up at the top of the episode around um, your lungs are the only organ that's exposed to the elements, and so it is extremely important to keep your lungs healthy and uh, to keep them monitored because when things like COVID-19 or any other infection comes along, the healthier your lungs are, the more likely it is that it doesn't uh, affect you as seriously as it does people um, with these pre-existing conditions. So uh, I really want to thank you so much for your time. That's Dr. Fasil Khan, the medical director of the Interventional Pulmonary Clinic at Franciscan Health at the Indianapolis campus. Thank you all for listening, and for more information, visit franciscanhealth.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels, and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks, and we'll talk next time. Music